brown guy goes digging for gold in her blouse and Dr. Nine is giggling at this which is a wild thing to watch as well um she's like oh do you want to take me to dinner first and he almost takes her up on it and is digging your titties looking for a microphone it was- hello you're watching or listening to black by reality a place for black by baddies and those who love us today we're talking about and just like that season two episode three now introducing my che diaz hater co-host aramide tenubu hi aramide <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Yes, I stick it behind it. I'm the Che Diaz, um, she, girl, hate and club. Um, no. The president of it. Because, mm. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that and how, you know, Che to stay they self right over there in Los Angeles. It will stay in New York where things are much better. Oh, okay. Here. We, we shall see. Um, Going into the beginning of this episode, we see Carrie walking down the street, strutting her stuff, and Lisette, who lives in her building, um, flags her down. We find out that she is designing some new some new jewelry for Bulgari, and Carrie tells her that she's on her way to go record audio for her new book. So both of them seem to be on a high. And this move for Carrie, career-wise, makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Definitely. I'm so glad they got rid of that podcast because it was just hanging on. And I was so happy to see what was said again because I thought it was really clever last season when you kind of could see how this 20-something and Carrie's in her 50s now, how they're navigating two different directions of their life. So I just thought Mm -hmm. it was, I was just glad to see the character. It made more sense and it kind of grounded Carrie back into like, who she is and what she's doing at this point in her life, moving back into this apartment she hasn't lived in in 10 years. Um, I loved it personally. Yeah. Agreed. Um, next, Seema's also on on the street waiting for her car. All of a sudden, someone knocks right into her, grabs her bag with a quickness. She's yelling at everyone to stop him, including two elderly women. Seema, what were those two elderly women supposed to do for you? Get her her meds, get her Birkin, okay? <laughs> it was such a comical scene because it very much gave that scene from Sex and the City when uh, Carrie, I think it's a Fendi baguette that she gets stolen when she's like in that side corner um it really gave that but this is like a very important it might seem ridiculous but it's a very important bag for Sema. it's the first bag that she bought like a big designer bag she bought when she got her first big sale and I think a lot of times like it go it reminded me of the episode of Sex in the City when Carrie goes to that party and they steal her new shoes mm-hmm. and she like makes the woman like repay her for the shoes because single women go to baby showers and bridal showers and all this mm-hmm. and we're kind of looked down upon for the things that we purchase for ourselves but we work hard for that shit and we deserve to have it anything though Birkins are dead ugly they're hideous bags like please it was a much more of a sentimental thing for her for sure Yes, and the one person she calls when she's in the car looking around for the either the guy who robbed her or just her bag lying on the ground because she's like in the old days they would just throw that bag and take the wallet. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Carrie, obviously she can understand, but it's it's a wild uh, conversation. Meanwhile. LTW and Charlotte are at their kids' school. There's a whole meeting, and we find out that Miranda connected LTW to Naya, so our Black characters are finally going to meet. And also, the students at the school made a MILF list. (laughs) They did. And of course, like, I was actually kind of shocked Charlotte was very pressed to see this, but also, like, it kind of works for Charlotte. So both LDW and Charlotte, like, we have to see who's on this MILF list, like, what's going on, what's happening. But I am really excited to see LTW and Naya, like, meet. Because I think some of the issues within just like that are that all the characters are always separated. And it's too much to follow in 45 minutes. So yes. putting, pulling them all together makes a lot more sense. For it sure. does. And it we does. were just asking where LTW's new girlfriends were last 
this is true um i think it's a little out of character for charlotte because i feel like she was always like the prim and proper one when all the girls were like gossiping and and yeah i would think she would be like oh this is so inappropriate this is a huge problem where someone like samantha would be like "Ooh, i want to get on that list like honey (laughs) um but you know this is a different charlotte apparently so next, Carrie is in the studio reading her memoir. We find out it's about Big dying. I can't believe she wrote this thing so fast. It's definitely a lot of TV magic because never. Um, it's really devastating, actually. She's trying to get through, like, it's the third chapter, and it's about when she found him on the bathroom floor, like, dying of his heart attack. Mm-hmm. And she can barely talk about it, get through it. It's really a horrible thing to watch and it's like this grief just bubbles back up like she's been doing well going through the motions but clearly she's not as far along as she thought she was and I thought it was just such a good representation of grief like he's gonna be going along and then you'll smell something or you'll hear something or you hear some music someone sounds like the person I once thought I saw my mother it was very bizarre like and unless you've been through grief you won't get it but it was so well done I thought and it's such an important topic I think to understand who Carrie is now in this stage of her life absolutely and I don't think it's really kind of a aspect of life that the show has been able to tackle before so it's it's good that we're seeing this um she talks about yeah finding big in the shower and struggles to make through it she tries to make cuts to like try and skip um but yeah we'll we'll obviously be seeing this problem for the rest of the episode back in california che and miranda are having breakfast and they're running lines together che is um skipping the crying in the scene which made me think back to Carrie like once again those two characters storylines seem oddly similar with their work and Miranda's just like I I think you need to cry (laughs) and and she's like no 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 that's just a suggestion but Che does bring up a really good point of like I don't want to cry about coming out non-binary because it's actually something that I find a, a joyous thing and not something devastated over so that's also just another clash between Shay and these writers. And we also find out Miranda has a new phone after losing it on the beach. And it's Android takes a hit in this episode. As it should. Because first of all, why are you at the T-Mobile or AT&T store convincing a woman of a certain age to transfer from iPhone to Android? Like, I can't, I'm 30-something, and I can't go from iPhone to anything. I can't even use a PC at this point. And we're seeing, like, that Chase having a really challenging time in Hollywood. Like, their uh, sitcom isn't quite panning out how they wanted it to. And so much of the writers, what the writer wants is kind of usurping what Che wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because she uh, has a new phone Miranda feels like that she hasn't heard from Brady like he's ghosting her like he's mad at at her about something but I was just glad to hear that like and I don't believe like oh as a woman your identity is like your kid but like Brady he's a little douchebag but he exists and like you know she birthed him and we ain't heard nothing about the boy for three whole episodes so I'm glad that he came back up in the episode same same uh Dr. Naya is filming for LTW's documentary and apparently there's a mic issue, a sound issue, and Brian the sound guy goes digging for gold in her blouse and Dr. Nye is giggling at this, which is a wild thing to watch as well. Um, She's like, oh, do you want to take me to dinner first? And he almost takes her up on it and in the end, you know, she's like what's up with your sound guy and LTW is like yeah he doesn't do that to everyone um which as the boss shouldn't she be having a word with him about that but in the end uh Dr. Nye is like so intrigued by this that LTW is like look I'm gonna give him your number and you can figure it out even though you keep saying you know you got a husband and you're separated 
Yeah, her husband. Her husband. But I'm glad that she did say she separated from Andre Rashad because I'm tired of him and his double name, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, as someone who's been mic'd multiple times, you're never mic'd through the front of your shirt as a woman. You're mic'd through the back. They hook it onto the back of your bra strap. and is digging in your titties looking for a microphone. It was such a bizarre thing, like very comical. The man was very delicious. Very funny. Absolutely. But even still, no one wants you to go rooting down in your titty juice, like especially if it's been warm outside. Like let's Nah, nah. Nah. Let's take it take it down several notches. Nah. Um, she could just tell she smelled good or something. I don't know. This is a bit much. Exactly. It was <laughs> everything about it was so off the wall. But you know, once once Doctor Naya finally hits the sheets with somebody, I think it's going to be like an explosion or something. Because Homegirl is is so thirsty. She so wound thirsty. up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Carrie and Charlotte are having lunch, which was nice to see. And Carrie talks about her book and recording it. Charlotte's like, oh, I'll be there anytime uh, to support you, which is so lovely. But Carrie kind of dodges that offer. Um, LTW and Dr. Naya join them so we finally get four ladies around the lunch table it is feeling like the old days around me day definitely i loved first of all charlotte as much as we give her slack i feel like charlotte's the most consistent character through both shows mm-hmm. and she's such a good friend she really is even though she might not understand you or it not, might not be her point of view she always shows up even when she's falling apart she felt she showed up for carrie last season when when she was planning big's funeral um, so it was so nice, but I also felt very much like I often don't feel in line with Carrie. Like I'm not a Carrie person. I'm more of like a Miranda Samantha hybrid in my mm-hmm. opinion. But mm-hmm. Carrie is like me in that you don't want to be a burden for to your friends. Like you don't want to dump your issues on your friends necessarily. But it's clear that something's going on here, and I was so glad that Charlotte recognized. Like, hey, like you know, I'm not Samantha. But I can be a helping hand. Like, I'm a mother. Like, I can give be that motherly presence that you might need at this time, even if you don't want to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, Charlotte did the right thing of just offering the help. It's really up to that person, though, to take them up on it. So, and that seems to be the whole journey for Carrie this episode. Um, once everyone is there... They start talking, and LTW gets the list of MILFs. Our girl, Charlotte, is number three. LTW is number two. Um, Wild. Wild that they're, like, so hyped about this. Um, I hate this storyline, and we'll get to why. But that's all I'll offer here, because it was kind of funny at first. Ooh, it gets real bad. It gets bad. And <laughs> no one, no one's the voice of reason in this situation. Like, usually they let Charlotte counterbalance, mm-hmm. but she's not even there for that this time. So we are just all out of whack. Dr. Naya does try to pull a Miranda, though. And she's like, maybe we should be talking about politics or like, green initiatives but then she gets a text from brian and freaks out which is so miranda mm-hmm. um so th- looks like things are moving forward there uh carrie goes back to work in the studio and she's again showering uh or no she's i'm like sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, no no she is um reading the book about the shower scene and this time we actually hear the running water we get close in on her head it feels very claustrophobic um and uncomfortable which was i think a great great staging of all of this um so yeah the, in the end she started crying and she was like, you know what? This is unprofessional. Let's just skip chapter three. And the sound guys agree. Yeah, it, it was really, really sad to see her. And I can't imagine. I see why they wanted her to read her own audiobook, but I can't imagine why um, they would want it to do it so quickly. I mean, yeah, she wrote the book very quickly. It was just really sad. It was really sad to see. And ugh, like, I've been there. It just sucks. It does suck. Um, 
Carrie walks out um, and finds, okay, Mitzi? Mitzi, Mitzi right? From Mitzi! From the original show. Yes. yes. Mitzi just got her upper lips uh, waxed, y'all. And she's just like, how's the book going? I already got it pre-ordered. This is something that um, is going to be so good for other widows. And Carrie was real about it. Was like, you know, I feel like I should be farther along. It's the second year, but, like, I'm going through it. And Mincy's like, look, the second year is actually the worst because your time is passing. Like, your person is missing things. Um, But I love the quote that she gives Carrie, and it's, the hole never fills, but life grows around it. And Mincy's advice is do whatever you need to to feel better. Yeah, I thought that was such good advice, and I think that's the thing about grief. People expect you, and you expect yourself to be able to move past it, and eventually it becomes, like, not the first thing you think about in the morning, but you don't know how the day is going to go, and it, it's, like Missy says, like, you know, you're experiencing all these new things, and he's not here, and that is a lot. It's very heavy. So I thought that was really sound advice. It was also really funny just to see this super throwback character who, if you recall, was married to this guy that Carrie always assumed was gay. Um, that's a different story, but I just loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great that Carrie has at least one person who knows what it's like. Um, yeah. So, what does Carrie do to feel better? Go shoe shopping. She walks Period. right in the apartment with all them bags. Right. She when I tell you that she ripped the floor down at Bergdorf because. I don't, you know, I'm I'm a sugar. I don't I don't have carry big funds, but mm-hmm. I recognize some twelve hundred dollars away they balloon sandals that I covet <laughs> real bad. Um, so <laughs> she had boxes like she had at least ten pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. They were sickening, and I said mm-hmm. yes, yes, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> um, yes, and with that she puts on a pair of shoes. And sits down, and she opens the book, saw the biggest paper clip I've ever seen, and she tries to read the chapter that she couldn't get through without crying. And she was like, immediately no. Picked up that phone, called Gary. She said, Gary, <laughs> I'm sick. I got COVID. And so just get an actor to do it. Hangs up. And this girl thinks she's slick. I don't blame her at all. I mean, I've never used COVID as an excuse. I actually only recently got COVID at the end of last year. I was very pissed. But um, I understand her sense. I mean, like, sometimes you just want to, like, COVID was not a great time for anybody. But in some ways, the world stopped. And sometimes you need the world to stop or slow down a little bit. And that's what I think she was trying to get at. Like, she's like, I don't want to do this shit. I want to just do my face mask, wear my shoes. Mm-hmm. And not deal with life for for the moment. And that's fair. And I think that everyone deserves a little bit of that. Makes a sense. mental health day or week. Exactly. A grieving week. Mm-hmm. All of the things. Uh, Branda, she just went in to get this Android lookout, comes out, and there's a tattoo shop right next door. She said, hmm, let me, let me fix this whole virgin arm scenario I got going on. And goes inside. She starts talking to this tattoo artist. She must have been talking his ear off because we find out he knows her whole life of previously being a lawyer. And he, in the end, tells her, you need to get something that will make you feel connected to yourself. Um, Rami Day, do you have any tattoos? No, I don't actually. I'm very, very melanated as a human being. And it would seem like a waste of time because my melanin would fight it and it'd be faded tomorrow. Got it. I don't have any either. Like, it's on the to-do list. Um, But, yeah, another thing that me and Miranda have in common. (laughs) So, Miranda goes out. She does exactly what I would do, too, is that she calls Carrie um, to talk about this this tattoo decision. But Carrie's like, girl, this this does not sound like a good look. I'm worried about you. Bring her back. Bring your ass back to New York. And Miranda's like, no, it's pretend life here in California, which is interesting choice of words. Um, Carrie lies again about having COVID. 
Um, yeah, what did you think of this exchange? So Miranda sounds so unhinged that Carrie literally asked her, like, are, have you, like, joined the Church of Scientology? Because, like, you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. And I, it's so crazy because uh, Miranda's always been someone to confront things head on. So the fact that she's, like, running away. And I get it. She was obviously terribly unhappy with Steve. Like, mm-hmm. meeting Che made her have a different understanding of who she was, her, her sexuality, what it is that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But it's also, like, okay you've done this like you've had your little summer of fun let's mm-hmm. put on our, our big girl panties and figure the fuck out like I'm very much someone who like I can't I can't like relax unless my shit is handled if that makes sense so I can't relate to yeah. procrastination is like I can't like I'm not about to sit outside with my titties out trying to enjoy the sun when my life is crumbling and I need to pay my rent like I know the rent has to be paid first and then the titties can have fun. Like, that's just kind of how I operate in my day-to-day life. So I yeah. get it, but, like, girl, and also, like, <sighs> you do all this for Che, and they don't even really care about you like this. Ooh. As everyone knows, well, anyone, <laughs> anyone who has listened to this podcast or watched this podcast knows I have been team Che and Miranda for a second but this episode I am wearing black I have a black dress it's a funeral for me um yeah we're we're gonna get to all that but yeah it's just very interesting that she does not consider her life in California as real mm-hmm. um so next Charlotte ends up calling Carrie because Miranda told Charlotte that Carrie has COVID care like Charlotte does the greatest thing. She's already busying herself in the kitchen, trying to make things for Carrie, send things over. Carrie's like, Oh, this lie might have gone too far. Um, but it doesn't stop there because Seema, she later is at home. She's looking at Birkins online. She's missing that old thing that she had. And, you know, I, this, this storyline was like, oh, this is Charlotte all over again from l- literally the last episode. What are we doing, l- like, turning around these storylines so quickly? Like, I, this could have been done much more cleverly, just like the episode when Samantha throws herself of, I'm fabulous and I don't have a baby shower, or the episode mm-hmm. when Carrie makes her friend buy her some new Jimmy shoes or whatever the shoes are. This, I got what it was. It just wasn't well done. Yeah. Um, in my opinion so like yeah like I get it Seem is not about to pay another 10 stacks on top of the 10 stacks she paid originally for this Hermes bag mm-hmm. but there just could have been a better way that this was done some type yeah. of way just not this way I agree like she could have like gone to a store and like we could have at least reenacted the ridiculousness in trying to get a Birkin because mm-hmm. it's like you can't ask or something or like, but I don't even think it's like that anymore. It used to be like that. It used to, they have an episode of like that on Texas City, but I think now it's literally just, it used to be like a $10,000 bag. Now it's like a $20,000 bag because of inflation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that bag is ugly. Y'all please don't buy this. Oh girl. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Some things are just status symbols. Exactly. So Seema goes uh, to meet with Anthony for lunch, um, and apparently Carrie was supposed to go to lunch with them, but then was like, oh, shit, I forgot I have fake COVID. And so that's how Seema finds out about this. And so Seema, like, goes to Carrie's apartment after this, which I also love the fact that they're, like, trying to figure out what to do with Anthony. It's not mm-hmm. working yet, but they're trying to, mm-hmm. to bring him into the fold. Um, but Carrie, like, is, like, in her face mask, like, doing what she wants to do. And Seema shows up to her house in a Louis Vuitton mask, which, would do, as we now know, does nothing for anyone. And when she sees Seema, and I think Seema has, like, some lunch or some, something for her, she's like, yeah, like, I don't actually have COVID. I just couldn't do life for a second. Which yeah. I thought was, like, so real. And it really showed me that, like, they're really slotting Seema into the Samantha role because this is exactly what Samantha would have done. 
yeah. and how Carrie would have responded to Samantha showing up to her house. Yeah. Yeah. And Simo's like, look, if you need to go to bed, fall apart, do it. Carrie says she's not um, take to the bed type, but it's like, Carrie, you were in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You were on your honeymoon that you were there with your girls. Like, I'll never forget. Um, first of all, I saw the first movie before seeing the show. What? Yes, yes. So my my friend in high school um, was like, yeah, I want to go see a Sex and City movie. Let's all sneak in. Uh, snuck in, got caught because of a hater that went to our school work in the shift. So then had to call my mom. Then she got a ticket so we can all sit in for the rest of the movie. And I remember very vividly the scene where Carrie goes into the bathroom and turns on the light after being in bed for so long. There was gasp. Because she was crazy. They were shook in that she theater. Crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And no, she is. And I, I'm thinking back to that. Like, and I'm actually rewatching the show now on, on season three mm-hmm. um, after Big gets married to Natasha. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to see because when she starts the show, she's 32, which is my age, which is really, really wild. And now she's in her 50s. But you see, like, the progression of that. And you see what she goes through with Big. And in that first film, like, her beating his ass in the fucking middle of the street with her bouquet. Like, he, her behavior has always been a little bit unhinged. Mm-hmm. We'll give that to Carrie. But Big is awful. And yep. then wonder, and that's why when, he told, when she told him, when he told her, excuse me, that he was moving to Paris out of the, the blue sky, he, she threw a fish fillet at his head. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite episodes because it's what he does. I don't, you know what? Now that we put all of that together, it's like, oh, there was like violence in this <laughs> relationship <laughs> repeatedly. Like, mm-hmm. this, this was not good. Um, a bit ratchet, a bit ratchet. Um, another, another wretched thing that has come up in this series, LTW and Charlotte are back at the school, all right? The moms are in the hallway kicking about this MILF list, and they're throwing out names of who possibly is behind it, and they're like, it could be Milo, sometimes it's the nerdy ones. Well, Milo opens up the door and walks through like nerdy where nerdy who my teenage ass is gonna walk down this hallway like it's a runway and for some reason look all of you dead in your faces and all of them are shook for some reason visibly just no shame at all and what well, this whole storyline made my stomach hurt so bad. Like, I hated it. And this would have worked maybe 15 years ago if they had have done, like, a joke and slotted in a fully grown man, like, had fucking Chris Evans dressed like a teenager or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this was awful. Like, I don't know how it made it through the writer's room. I don't know how it did it. It was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was so gross. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, these grown ladies lusting after this, like, pre-pubescent. He's not pre-pubescent, but he was, like, this little slimy boy, you know, boys smell real bad. In yeah. It was an absolute F not for me. Ugh. No, thank you. No, thank you to any of this. It's not flattering. And like, does no one see them? Like, honestly, we do find out actually in the next scene, someone saw them because the principal on stage at the parents meeting is like, so there's moms here objectifying a teenager and Charlotte and LTW like play dumb like what after they were saying that this same teenager doesn't need to be punished because you know they they didn't mean harm they think it's so cute that this milf list was made and that they're on it but like have the gender is this is what I'm talking about like this is so gross yeah like, have the genders been reversed like people didn't want to shut up the school like yeah. no yeah this is not okay like I don't know who came with this storyline this is bad they don't fall. we need to get back to what Charlotte's character would have been because this is this is very un Charlotte of her um 
Meanwhile, Miranda, she's in line for Che's taping of their sitcom, and she calls Brady finally. She gets him, and Brady's freaking out. He said Lisa broke up with him, left Amsterdam, so he is just running around being a a very tragic redhead (laughs) and he's like crying on the street he almost gets run over and he's like maybe I should be run over and Miranda's like what are you talking about what are you talking about she said no 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 no. get she's like get your ass to the hostel and then call me um what did you think of this scene so I love this scene like first of all poor Brady like, even though he was an asshole last season, he needed his yeah. ass whooped. He had been calling his mama for how, God knows how long, and this lady ain't been picking up the phone for him. So he's, like, distraught. She's like, oh, did you call your dad? And he's like, yeah, but what's the F Steve going to do? Like, you're the, the get about it, get to it individual. Absolutely. So she's feeling, like, so horrible that she's basically, like, a neglectful parent. Like, yes, he's a grown man. But, yeah. like, the, the boy has been in distress. Like, anything could have happened to him, and he wasn't picking up your phone. Yeah. So, Instead of doing the rational thing, which would be like, I don't know, stepping away from the taping or I don't know, putting your phone on silent. Miss mm-hmm. girl not do that. No, no. She lies to the security person, goes into the taping. Um, her phone goes off because uh, now her son is FaceTiming her. And this is after Che. Gets through the emotional scene with Tony Danza is actually crying. Um, so BD's like so excited. Um, yeah, and BD goes off on Miranda when Miranda says, "You know, my son's in crisis." BD's like, "Like I'm in crisis. Like this is crisis because I have a star here, meaning Che, who's not an actor." And you messed the whole flow up of this. They're a stand-up. And so now Chase humiliated. Because why would you say that? Why would you say that in front of people that you're hoping to watch your show one day? It was awful. I knew this was going to happen, but it was just so awful. It was something Miranda would do because she's trying to balance two lives mm-hmm. that aren't merging appropriately. But again, has she put it on a vibrate? or silent none of this would have ever happened or had she said like okay I'm gonna put Brady before Che at this instant which I get why she wants to be there for Che like clearly they're really having a challenging time and we see that also because the guy that's kind of there to rile up the audience like keeps misgendering Che and mm-hmm. like it's just a very and it's, it's a hostile a work environment honestly. it is Let's- it really is and they have, like, worked themselves up to be able to cry and do all of the things that they didn't even think they were capable of. And Miranda's, mm-hmm. like, trying to explain herself, but it's like, girl, like, you effed up. But it didn't have to be like it. this. No, it didn't. Because I don't even think Che would have been the type to be like, you have to be there for my live tape. Right. Like, if anything, Che's been like, don't come to my work stuff. Like, like don't come around me. I hate you, essentially, is what Che <laughs> Is it I hate you or it's like I'm not feeling confident that I'm not feeling like I'm at a 10 that I would want you to come and see me like this like you know sure you're a Che apologist <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess um yeah so Carrie Fly ends up backfiring. Um, she gets a call, and they're like, we're not going to get an actor. We're going to give you an extra week instead. You're going to come in the studio, and you're going to read this book yourself because this is your memoir, and who else is going to do it like you? Um, so, yeah. Uh, next, Miranda calls Charlotte and tells her that she's flying home and so is Brady so our our girl's coming back y'all mm-hmm. she's and trying to, to meet done. him yeah she's trying to meet him before he gets off the plane from Amsterdam or wherever he's at and of course she ca- calls like her fellow mom friend um and it's important like it's important 
I think just Charlotte, Charlotte's basically like, yeah, like that's what you need to do, essentially, like, you mm-hmm. need to be there for your kid. And I'm just glad that it's not something that Miranda wrestles with and something that she's like, no, like I've been MIA and mm-hmm. let me get it together. Yeah, absolutely. We see Che leaving the studio to like go to hair and makeup or something. Miranda finds her <laughs> and apologizes. Uh, she tells them that Brady, you know, is really upset, was talking about, like, wanting to die over the phone. So, you know, she needed to talk to him. And now, because he's so distressed after this breakup, she's going to be leaving to New York to be with him. And Shay, yell is like, it's a breakup. Like, it's a, t- a teenager breaking up why why are you doing the most you shouldn't be leaving LA and Brenda's like this is my son so it's not any teenager I mean this is why I personally choose not to date people with children because I want to be number one but also I get why Che was upset with Miranda because she did ruin their um like whole thing but it was so gross and so insensitive, and I felt so vindicated, at, like about my disdain toward them, because it was just such a nasty thing to say. And it's like this woman has been nothing but caring to you, like mm-hmm. on Miranda, like running around sniffing your dirty drawers. And this is what you, she literally told you that her child is in crisis, mm-hmm. and you said poo poo to that. So I say sorrows and sorrows to prayer and prayers to you. As bisexuals, we are down bad. Down bad. I, yeah, I can get over, there's there's a lot of things about this that's, like, so bad. But I also can get over that Che literally raised their voice at Miranda <laughs> in this situation. Like, yeah, this is, this is terrible. And Miranda's the one that's like, can we please not leave? on a bad note and Shay's just like I really do hope everything's good with Brady which is like thanks that could have been like the first thing you said and yeah like now we don't know where this relationship is like hopefully in the where it belongs in the bin in the loony bin in the trash bin and all the bins yeah yeah no I it, it just showed me that, like, Che has no emotional maturity because, obviously, we've all been disappointed by our partners at one point or another. I think mm-hmm. our partners literally cannot control, like, their loved one being in crisis mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And so, yeah, I may have wanted to go to Red Rooster for a date night, but that's not how the cookie is crumbling. So I could have felt the way about it internally and be like, how can I help you? How can I support you? But Che is such a selfish individual, and they very much give big energy that they couldn't even reciprocate that and couldn't even see, like, that Miranda has literally been hobnobbing across Los Angeles, a tragic city, by the way, Um, (laughs) trying to help them feel better about this debut they're having in Hollywood. I thought it was just so gross and so nasty and poo-poo to them. It is giving actor though (laughs) like there's there's certain jobs not that I've ever been in a position to date any of these there's certain jobs though that I'm just like no for a partner and like actor is one of them because this is the kind of thing that is ridiculous (sighs) um back to Carrie so Carrie goes to Lisette's event with Seema Everything's looking nice, but then this man is just shameless. He's not even hiding it, y'all. He He's wearing a nice suit, but that suit must have so many pockets because the way he was just taking all this jewelry and, like, stuffing it in, and and both Carrie and Seema are like, is this happening? Like, what's going on? And Carrie decides she's going to help Lisette, who is just shouting security. Uh, Carrie's just like, I have COVID. Everyone scrambles. I sadly, sadly don't have much faith in humanity that actually anyone would move after Carrie No, this is New York. Um, 
This is New York. Uh, I think but COVID has ran through us real bad. Real, real sure bad. did. Most sure of us have had it, if not once, at least twice. Um, it was it wasn't funny at all because this is a devastating moment for poor Lisa, who's like worked her tail off for this. But it was such a like New York moment where you finally think you put in your foot in the right peg, and it's not actually a peg; it's actually like a hole, and you fall through it and crack mm. your back. Um, it was so like a twenty-something thing that happened to you when you think you reach a pinnacle and you don't. But it also Steven and Carrie's reaction. Like if you've ever seen something completely wild, like I see a lot of wild stuff in the subway where you're like, it's, it's like that an actual penis? Is that man like jerking? Like you don't. Your brain is taking too long to actually catch up to what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Say. So yeah. to me, like, yeah, like why are we having fine jewelry on display in the middle of Bryant Park? Well, it's part of like the fashion week or something i don't know sure but like let's put it in a secure venue not in these like covid mm-hmm. igloos um yeah they really were what they <laughs> what popped up during covid that was wild um but Seema, after a while of processing she was like you know what i got she pulled out her little lighter that's shaped like a gold gun he books it which is like you did all of this and you didn't have a gun yourself? Like, that's that was the true risk because he could have easily been like, Stick whatever. But yeah, it was only a lighter. Um, and yeah, Seema is once again the baddest, the baddest of them she, all. But she does it too late because poor Lisa, all her jewelry is gone, everything that she's crafted and worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it sucks. Real bad. Very much sucks. Um, yeah, so we then see Miranda's back in New York, Brady's back, they meet at the apartment, he immediately breaks down crying, and they embrace, and Brady says something that's pretty key, he says, everyone is breaking up. Mm. Yeah, he does say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Brady is not okay with this divorce, mm-hmm. or separation, really. It's a lot because I think for a kid, like as someone who's lived with a, in a two parent household, was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Steve and Miranda weren't that type of unhappy. They were just no. complacent. They were just friends. So for Brady, even though he's an adult, it's like, but y'all was just watching uh, Dateline and eating mm-hmm. whatever they would do that was real boring and they wouldn't have a sex. But to him, that was a normal thing. And no one was fighting or screaming or yelling or anything like that. Yeah. It was very upsetting. And, you know, you think when you go off to college, you go to the world, you always have kind of like this home to come back to. And that's not there for him. But he literally was calling his mama halfway across the world. And this lady wouldn't even pick up the phone for him. Sure wasn't. It's too much. Too much. So we'll see where this goes. Um, next, Seema is back in the car. This girl is either getting in the car, getting out of the car. That's that's a lot of her things. But she gets out to walk, um, and she bends down to pet a dog. We find out Seema's a dog person, so another plus, another Here plus. And because of her good deed of loving dogs, she finds her purse under a little bush. She does. Um, first of all, shout out to Seema because Really having a driver is gold in New York. Um, but she sees her crumpled up breaking. Looks like it's been rained on it. She's going to have to take it to a leather, a leathery. I think that's the wrong name for it. But the guys who fix up your shoes, your purses. But it's there. And obviously the thief didn't know, like, the value of the purse um, mm-hmm. and things like that. Because I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when they sold Carrie's bag, they knew that it was, like, an expensive bag and they just didn't steal like stealing your card is nothing you can lock your card yeah you get the replace but the bag itself is it was what she was concerned about absolutely so good for her um in the end carrie goes to lisette's place uh with a box of chocolates the best way to pick someone up i think and Lisette's in bed, understandably, just like, wow, all of my work is gone. And I guess mm-hmm. I have to start all over. And Carrie's like, I feel you on that. Actually, let me hop up in this bed with my outside clothes on. <laughs> that was a bit much. We'll give that to TV Magic. But mm-hmm. I will say, I thought that was such a sweet moment. to say, like, I see you. I feel you. And you don't have to get up right now. Like, and that's what she essentially tells us that like she's like, No, you're allowed to feel like this is unfair and really shitty. And we can just lay here and mm-hmm. just 
be, be upset and feel sorry for ourselves. Like, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. And she was just like, we don't have to get up now. Like, eventually. So I think Carrie and Lisette is taking this little break, which is so nice. But, you know, she does get back up. She goes back in the studio. She reads through it just fine for her chapter. So Carrie is moving forward. And after that, she celebrates by going out with Seema for some drinks. Mm -hmm. They're at a place that does communal tables, um, which I can't remember if I've gone to a place in New York with communal tables. We have, but we ate outside. We went to um, Jacob's Pickles. Yeah. They have communal tables inside. And actually, the last time I went inside and did that, like both me and my partner got terribly ill. (laughs) Like it was like November, so it could have been like the flu or something. We both got dog sick. Um, so yeah, I'm not a fan of communal tables. Like no, no. Yeah, we're it's already New York. We're already like let's. Yeah, but we find out it's an Australian rugby team, and they end up talking up Carrie and Seema, and. Who knows where that's going to go? I think Seema would end up hooking up with one of the rugby, rugby players. I don't know if Carrie would at this point. I think they were just, like, having a chatty moment. Um, yeah. And, like, very reminiscent of, like, the sex in the city. Like, you just – life goes on. It was, like, reminiscent of, like, life goes on. There are always people coming in and out of the city. You never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Um, but it was a semblance of, like, okay, Carrie's time in bed is, is done. Yes. Ready to, to, to move forward again. Yes. So interesting. So that's the episode. Oh, and she gets COVID for real <laughs> at the, at the rugby oh. table. At the end, she's like, and just like that, I got COVID. Like, for real. But I thought that meant, like, I don't know. <laughs> you thought it meant like a symbolic thing? I thought she yeah. actually got COVID. I don't know. Maybe. What do y'all think? I don't know. Y'all, y'all tell us because I was confusing. Totally. Because. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah, so w- what are we, how are we feeling? I'm I'm a little bit in mourning, but you know, what comes with this Che and Miranda breakup is that she is back in New York, which I'm ready. I'm ready for all of our girlies to be meeting up and have new hijinks. And like, I'm ready for like, new possibilities new lovers for Miranda because Shay's not the only one out there period no period. I agree like I think this is like the actual start of season two like those first two episodes it's kind of like okay what is this this felt very much like pulled together they could kept that milk storyline I don't ever want to talk about it again it was horrible but the rest of it is kind of gelling together like we're getting Naya away from Andre Rashad, like we're getting LTW seems more stable. There's gonna be something I think happening there. Miranda getting back to the city, Carrie like addressing her grief and moving forward. And Seema, they need to find something for Seema to do a little bit. Yeah, she she could just be fabulous, but she doesn't have any conflicts or anything other than she wants to get married eventually and find it. But she did that last season, so agreed. Agreed. She needs to yeah, get back in the dating horse. I mean, she's a realtor. You can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. She could find a new hot thing um, as, like, a client or something and, like, give it a little bit of selling sunset, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Not Joe and the scammer that she was with last No, that none was of that. Like, a real, ooh, she could, like, be dating, um... I don't know, a guy who works in, like, a producing the buildings. Yeah, some, or something. Yeah, we need we need to give something interesting with that. Um, yeah, Carrie in this book should be very interesting. There have, I, I kind of wonder if there's going to be something more or the book is going to be, like, the main career. Like, that's fine, too. Um. I think Big mm-hmm. left her some money, so I don't think she's hurting for coin. Um, I don't think she's hurting at all. So yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be good now that Miranda's back. I think things will mm-hmm. start to gel a bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I 
am toying around of doing things like like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Did we get any of those in this episode? Um, I definitely liked seeing Naya talk to LTW about like her career, like and they just have yeah. like a cute camaraderie. I think that was like the only beautiful black moment that we got here. But it was mm-hmm. something it gave, like girl girls, I'm the girls, we see the girls. Yeah. Yes. We're black women with black women friends. Yes. Too. Yes. I kind of liked when um, Dr. Nye was talking about Brian was like, it was a little extra, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's the the little little zestiness that I'm trying to look for in these scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just chaotic bisexual. I, I can't, I can't. Actually, that's the other thing I was thinking of doing is like, what was the most chaotic bisexual moment? Um, yelling at Miranda in the freaking Warner Brothers lot or wherever they were. Yeah. That was that was tragic bisexual moment for sure. Oh, we didn't talk about Miranda's tattoo. Miranda got an MH oh. on her wrist. Yeah, she got her initials and it was like, this is who I am. And she took the guy's advice. I thought it was kind of stupid because as my mom would say, you don't know your own name. <laughs> But oh, that is such a mama comment. <laughs> but I appreciate it. It was that versus something completely absurd, like a simple thing. It was. It's not for me. Yeah. But I'm glad that's what she chose. Yeah, I think, I think that was supposed to be symbolizing of her coming back to herself. She really wasn't trying to be on the Hobbs of it all and now mm. she's back in the Hobbs home I don't know where Steve is but he's probably tinkling, tinkering around somewhere in that apartment highly doubt he moved out and now we got Brady so the Hobbs boys well yeah this was lovely um Definitely look forward to the next episode. As always, our episodes come out the morning after to give a little bit of break before spoilers. Um, Aramide, is there anything you want our listeners or viewers to check out? I don't know. You could just follow me on all the places, the talk, the gram, and what's the other one? The, the uh, talk, gram. What's the other one? Oh, the blue app, the bird app. Uh, mm-hmm. A word with the Rami day. Um, I'll be doing nothing, child. I'm quite boring, but there I am. <laughs> okay. And for me, I think you guys can definitely keep listening, keep, keep watching. We're still covering Cruel Summer um, as our other part of the series. And something coming up is we're going to do a little bit of cooking, y'all. Like, Ooh. maybe... If if Carrie wants to do some poached eggs, like we can too. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> good. good. All right. And have a good one. Bye.